0: Hi guys. We are jumping right in. Uh, we're talking more about basically women's history month. So we're just going to celebrate that a little bit more. And we're going to talk about the female psyche and the development of basically the feminine archetypes. I do want to say, if you are a male listening to these feminine based podcasts, This definitely can still apply in your life, um, whether that's personally or just in how you are trying to interact with the females around you. So this isn't just for females. Everybody can be taking this information and adapting it for their life. So we will start off with a quote from Maya Angelou. She said, I'm a feminist. I have Been a female for a long time now, it'd be stupid not to be on my own side. So, in the spirit of feminism, I would also be extremely honored if you are listening to these episodes and you're enjoying them, if you could share these with a woman in your life that you think might benefit from any of the messages that I've shared. Um, My hope is to enlighten women through basically the difficult experiences that I've had. And try to be a voice of hope. Okay, so we have talked quite a bit about cycle syncing. Uh, If you go back and listen, I have a whole episode about it. But basically, I have been using it as a way to regulate my hormonal cycle and get in touch with a more feminine energy. So I was diagnosed with um, high levels of estrogen and have been trying to balance my hormones. It's something I've been struggling with for decades once I figured out what was actually going on, I started implementing more holistic practices like cycle syncing to help me balance my body naturally. Right along with this idea of cycle syncing, similarly, there are four female archetypes. And these archetypes um, correspond to the four phases of your menstrual cycle or your moon cycle, okay? So the archetypes... These are based off of psychology and also literary analysis, which is kind of fun. Some mythology mixed in there. But basically, an archetype is just a simple way of recognizing a pattern of behavior. So these are ever-changing. They shift and expand to fit areas of your life and each one is absolutely open to interpretation and it should be tailored to fit for you and not the other way around. So it's it's just a way that allows us to visualize and connect better with our lunar or feminine cycles. Speaking of cycle syncing, I created a spreadsheet for you tracking your cycle through the basal body temperature technique I mentioned in my cycle syncing episode. Okay, so it's just um, a link to basically a Google Sheet and it's what I use to personally track my basal body temperature daily And I can then just easily bring that with me to like my doctor's appointment. It's just all of my information is there and I have it calibrated. You know, it just, it fits to um, recognize what kind of patterns I can see in my cycle and what's going on with me hormonally. So I wanted to share that with you because I put a lot of effort into figuring out how to track that. And now you have it and you can just copy and paste it and it's yours. I also have created an entirely new page on my website all about the archetypes. So I will copy that to the show notes and you can just immediately click the link and see a quick reference of everything we're going to talk about today. So please go check it out. I have spent a lot of time on the website and I hope that it has really helpful resources for you guys. Okay. So jumping into the archetypes, there are four that we're going to talk about today. They are the maiden, the mother, the enchantress, or the wild woman, and the crone, or the wise woman, okay? Each of these archetypes do specifically, uh, like they can be attached to different uh, phases of your cycle. So the maiden or the virgin, she's going to be the follicular phase, which is equivalent to the spring season. Mother is the ovulatory phase, which is summer season. Enchantress is going to be your luteal phase, fall season. And Crone is your menstrual phase, winter season. So we're going to start off first by talking about the maiden. She's also known as the virgin. This is just, and keep in mind, this is just a way that you can um, recognize times in your life where you have felt like this resonated with you, or you've seen these powers, these abilities come up in your own life. So the maiden, she is pre-ovulation, the follicular phase, and she embodies the season of spring. She's going to embody purity, but not in terms of sexuality, okay? We're not talking about a virgin as we see it in these modern times. It actually refers to a state of being or a state of mind. And virgin, in ancient text, it was mistranslated, you know, over and over, and what it actually refers to in these ancient texts, the way that virgin was used, describes a free woman, an independent, autonomous, untied woman, okay? So we're not thinking virgin sexually, we're thinking about it as a state of being untied and independent. So characteristically, this maiden, she is youthful, she's dynamic, she is independent, and she is strong. Her positivity that she naturally has, this magnetism and positivity, this is what allows her to create big ideas. She is the one who imagines what if. And she, because of this ability to imagine and to uh, think big, she's going to be the one who's unafraid of taking that leap of faith. She doesn't have years of experience or to have weighed her down yet. She is... Free in her mind, free in her independence. So the maiden is going to be one that we see, like I said, she's youthful. Um, She's going to be very revered by our modern day society. Another archetype that is also going to be revered or um, brought up in this modern society is the next one, our mother archetype. Mother is going to be our summer season. She is ovulation. She embodies the glowing power of creation. And that doesn't just mean literally, like we're not talking about the, it embodies this as well, but it is not singular to only a woman who is literally pregnant or birthing children or mothering children. Um, It's once again, more of a state of being. So you don't literally have to be a mother to be embodying a mother archetype. So it's the glowing power of creativity and creation. In mythology, the mother archetype is actually known as the earth goddess because she is so in alignment with mother nature, this ability to create and replenish, refuel. So characteristically, the mother Is going to be seen as abundant creative and generous so very much that embodiment of that earth goddess right very mother earth she just by being in her mere presence that that is her gift to you this embodiment of the mother earth like her being around you that is gift enough right so her ability lies in knowing the sacredness of all life she treats all with equal care and compassion. Yet she's never ceasing to extend the hand of correction when needed, right? So she's going to understand the duality and the balance in both like a gentle and a a tough love. Okay, next is our enchantress or otherwise known as the wild woman. Okay, so these next two archetypes are going to be not, well... Honestly, they're they're not revered by our modern society. They're not acknowledged. And if they are, it might be in more of a negative light. So this is where we want to spend a little bit more time focusing, talking about, because we want to change that narrative in our minds. These are feminine powers that exist within each of us. And so by harnessing the power, understanding and channeling that ability, That's going to create a much more positive outlook as to how we can utilize that power. So the enchantress, the wild woman, she is pre-menstruation, the luteal phase, and she is in the fall season. So she is going to be home to the feminine shadows, okay? We don't want to think about shadows necessarily as like shadow equals bad, That is just like a negative connotation that we have associated with this word. But there is something to say about embodying the balance of the yin and the yang, the dark and the light. So we need that balance to come in. Some ways that you might see this shadow presently, you might feel more emotional, more connected to your emotions, more mood swings even. We can, it can tend to bring out like this darker side of ourselves And once again, not giving that connotation of dark equals bad. She is going to be so misunderstood and we need to learn to love and embrace her for everything that she teaches us. Our modern society has not made a place for her, but we can learn how to, in our personal experience with her, make that place and that space, that safe spot for her. Some become angered or even frightened by by this wild woman because she is, like it says, wild. She's unpredictable. To not become frightened, to learn how to acknowledge and create that space again. Because she's this wild woman, this enchantress, she is actually a healer. She is what you would see as a medicine woman. Characteristically, when we're talking about the enchantress... She is untamed, powerful, and very connected to magic. Within her lies the power to heal and also the power to access your deepest intuition, that inner knowing. So do not cage her. Do not try to tame her. Allow space for the unpredictable in your life by accepting her and befriending her. So that you can then find out what she specifically has to offer you and has to offer the world. Okay, so the last one we're going to talk about is the crone or otherwise known as the wise woman. Again, this is another feminine energy, feminine archetype that is not well respected by our modern society. You could see with the enchantress, the last one we talked about, the enchantress wild woman, uh, back maybe like in ancient times and other cultures and societies, she was otherwise known as the medicine woman, right? Same thing with the crone, the wise woman. She was sometimes seen as what we would call a witch. And again, we have that negative connotation coming in where we see this as like, ooh, witch equals bad. That's not how it always was. That's how our society has created it. So with this crone and wise woman, she is the menstrual phase and the winter season. She's going to embody, actually, the freedom that comes with wisdom. So first, let's just kind of talk about about what the modern world has done to her, okay? She has come, mistakenly so, she's come to represent the end of life, the end of beauty, the end of fertility, all of that, you know, negative connotation has come to represent her. The patriarchy has turned her into the spinster, the wicked witch, the haggard, the old woman, you know, all these icky things when we think about this idea of like wisdom and age. But in reality, we can flip that. We can flip that in our minds. We don't need to see her as something bad or negative. Same thing with the menstrual cycle. We don't need to see it as something bad or negative. By embracing who she actually is, we can access her power. So with the crone, we are going to see that her wisdom sets her free. She doesn't need to achieve, achieve, achieve at this like worldly status any longer. She now has this ability to be free and that, in and of itself, is probably going to anger other people who don't know how to access that power within themselves. It's the jealousy that creates that anger around that freedom she experiences. It's going to be that unhealed patriarchal system that sets her apart as that witch, as, as somebody who's not adding to society. We, personally, by learning about her, we're not going to miss out on her powers we're gonna see that she is actually full of wisdom and years of experience, and that is a power and a gift to the world at large, okay? So characteristically, the crone is, she is going to have a breath of experience and knowing that becomes valuable to the collective world. She's going to bring forth light of transformation because she can tune into the wisdom of this collective consciousness, which brings forth that world like transformation. Okay. She is slow and she is thoughtful in her movements. And this creates the ability for her to then observe the world around her. The crone is this perfect example of how we can take something that Maybe typically, throughout our lives, we've treated it as something we didn't look forward to. We might have hated it at times. I mean, most of us women have felt that way at some point about our menstrual cycle that it has held us back from achieving same with the crone we can you you can choose to see her as you know this slow moving old lady or When we actually tap into that goddess power, when we see the beauty in all of this this balance, this unity, this is where we start to change our perspective, to change our lives, and the embodiment of the power within it. So as we can see, the crone, the enchantress, these things that haven't been um, previously acknowledged by our modern world, they were actually the most important ones in ancient or tribal societies. They were the ones that brought forth a wisdom and a power that many were unable to tap into. So you in your personal life can learn to tap into that in your own feminine energy. So there is um, a psychiatrist, Dr. Bolin. She authored a book that analyzed the archetypal psychology of women. She, in this book, actually had seven archetypes. We only went over the basic four today, but she goes on to further dissect the psychology of the female psyche through, you know, this very literary perspective. She brings in a lot of mythology. It's really interesting. If you're interested in reading it, I do have it on my website under the recommended books page, but she does go in and dive a little bit further into, um, more archetypes that could be embodied throughout the female experience, the feminine experience. Uh, some of the, so in addition to the four that we talked about, she adds on the huntress, the queen, and the lover. I do recommend going, I like I said, I made a whole new page specifically with those seven archetypes as like a quick reference that you could uh, just access. I have it linked in the show notes. Go check it out. Learn a little bit more. See where you're at in your own life. See if you are connecting with one or even more of these feminine archetypes energies. Recognizing which stages of your life you are tapping into this energy, it really can ignite a deeper power, a a better understanding of where you're at, why you're there, and where you want to go now. The first step really is to like just open yourself up to understanding what is out there, the information that's been gathered, the mythology, the history of feminine energy and female goddess energy. So if you're like me and this is at all interesting to you, I have everything there so that it's easily accessible. And stay tuned because the rest of March, we will be talking more about the feminine energy and how to embody it, the practices that I've been implementing to try and incorporate more of this into my life and basically to get to know who my feminine is and how she exists. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode, and I hope I will see you guys there.